David. Connor. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. The growing irony that not only is, as of recording, is it not the morning, it's also freezing cold in the evening. <laughs> so, like, it's like the opposite, opposite of a morning. Yeah. I feel like at this point, anyway, it's just like yeah. the novelty of it rather than, like, actually it being a morning. Yeah. It's 100% a novelty thing at this point. Um, and welcome back to all you lovely listeners to yet another episode of the podcast that we humorously entitled, David. Thanks, Hank! That's right. I appreciate the belt. That was very, uh, that was very heartfelt. I could feel it in your core. Thanks, thanks. I try, to, I try to change it up every now and then. Right. How's it going over there? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, it's been freezing cold mm-hmm. as of recently. Um, although today's been a bit warmer, but that's relatively speaking. Like it's eight degrees. Like that's. That's yeah. a warm thing. <laughs> um, I don't know. How's the uh, life over yeah. there? It's been insufferably miserable over here in terms of cold. Oh, my God. Um, it has just been the worst. Um, I, moving in between places is the worst thing ever. It's everybody, literally every single person I talked to yesterday, and I asked them how their day was going, they said, or how they were doing, they just said cold. That was the only thing they were responded with. Every single person I talked to. That's how bad it's getting. It's breaking everyone's spirit. Yeah, um, but uh, classes have started for me, so it's also been crazy. Um, so it has been a relief to escape from classes and watch some movies because oh my god, this has been a busy semester and it's only week two. Um, not even in terms of like homework yet. It's just the fact that like there's just I have so many classes and they're all just scattered out very inconveniently, and two of them go until seven thirty at night. One of them goes till eight thirty. Yeah, so it's depressing. Um, it hasn't even gotten bad work wise yet, so it's just kind of sad. Yeah, um, but that's okay. Um, it's movie time, so let's talk about the movie. So, in case you haven't paid attention, this episode is about Tron Legacy. Uh, Tron, Tron is weirdly, it's a weird kind of. I was looking in trying to figure out if this movie actually tanked, and so it actually made money but it it, it, here let me give you these stats because it's a little it's a little strange so it made uh let me let me get you the totals here um on a budget of 170 million dollars which is a huge budget um Um, it made 400 million in its full run so that's international uh, everywhere so it made money um it did definitely it broke even it made a profit it was considered successful but like it wasn't quite successful enough to be considered a hit so it still kind of got that cult status it i i feel like it kind of had like a if i remember correctly granted it must have done 10 so it's not a long ago it had like a very like no impact on society kind of thing where like no one really acknowledged it came out but it definitely was advertised all over the place um David, this was your choice. So, uh, why'd you pick this movie? Yeah. So, um, recently I have been pretty into Daft Punk. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've, I've mentioned that in previous podcasts, like as a recommendation. Um, and I noticed that they have a, 
a a a blotch on their on their on their discography, um, which is the said Tron Legacy soundtrack. Um, I had like refused to listen to it um, because I was like, this, you know, even though it is Daft Punk and it is probably pretty good, um, I just, I was like, couldn't pull myself to listening to it. <clears throat> Sorry. So instead, I decided to recommend it <clears throat> for, the, for the podcast. Um, I, <coughs> I remember when this movie came out, um, and I, I don't particularly remember it being all that popular, um, and I don't really hear anybody talking about it these days. Um, it is a Disney movie, um, and it is a sequel to the Tron movie. I, I I'm not sure how, um, like related it is to that. Oh, it's movie. shockingly related. The uh, Jeff Bridges character he plays the same character he played in the original. Who's the main character? Okay. So it's pretty connected, actually. Okay. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. I I, I pretty much knew nothing about the the Tron world, the lore, anything of of that sort. Um. So I was going in pretty blind. Um. Jake actually watched this movie with me. Um, he he has a like a nostalgic connection to it, mm-hmm. um, so he he was he was looking to looking to rewatch it and yeah I don't know he he, he seemed to enjoy it. Um, I thought it was okay. I'll, I'll get into some of my thoughts on the movie later, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the background as to why I picked it. I was kind of just like, you know, I wanted to listen to some Daft Punk. Um. Why? Why not watch the movie? So the real game. question. The real question is now: Did the movie make you go and watch, listen to the soundtrack? Then. Um. No. I. I. I did not proceed to go and listen to the soundtrack after watching the movie. Um. Oh, damn. Movie failed. Get him out of yeah. here. <laughs> Next movie. movie. <laughs> Although, like, I, I. I definitely was paying extra attention. To the to the soundtrack of this movie, um, over than like I usually do for like any other movie, um, and I was not disappointed. Definitely like like in my opinion the the, the strongest aspect of this movie. I don't know. I was I was I was expecting something a bit more. I don't know, how do I put it? Uh, Daft Punky. Um, like so, something like uh, like Discovery or 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 uh, Random Access Memories. Like it's it's got a, a bit more like vocals, but I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, did you ex- what you expected the score to have vocals? Or like I don't know. I like something like a bit more like synth. I I don't know. Like it it, it seemed it, it it didn't seem as prominent as I thought it would be. I don't know. And it's funny, I, um, I actually, strangely, um, I, on your point about the music, I actually kind of, I disagree in the sense that I think the strong, well, I should tell you, I love the score. I think it's incredible. I was shocked by how good it is. Um, and the thing I like about it the most is that it is not obnoxiously synthy. 
I think he did a really good job. They did a really good job of conveying this futuristic kind of vibe without it being super obviously futuristic and electronic. Like they do definitely have bits and pieces that are electronic-y and they have a lot of that kind of like synthy, like weep womp kind of to it. But like they still, they do this great job of like you get orchestral stuff in there too. And I think it does this cool thing where like it starts out being futuristic-y and like as the song goes on, kind of pushes out the tech stuff and becomes more orchestral. And it's really cool. Like uh, I listened to the soundtrack quite a lot actually after it finished and um, I've been kind of hooked on it recently. Oh, yeah. It sounds great. I love a lot of the tracks in this. I think it has, and it's very variable. Every track, is, like it, it does repeat the same theme a couple of times, like the Tron main theme. But right. like it has a couple of, like it had a lot of variability in terms of sound. It's not the same song over and over again. So listen to that soundtrack, you're bouncing around quite a lot and there's a lot of different vibes. Mm -hmm. um, you've got like dance music, you've got like solemn music, you've got like the orchestral kind of like, uh, kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a uh, like an overtures and suites and stuff like that. They've got like those. It's got like, you know, stuff that accents the dialogue and then there's stuff where it just completely takes over the dialogue. I think it's got a lot of really cool moments in it. Um, so my thoughts on the movie. I am genuinely pleased to announce that this is very definitely my second favorite movie we've watched on this show because Ooh. I'm very, very pleased with this. Uh, I, I was shocked how much I enjoyed it on rewatch. Um, not even I, I don't want to sound like I'm biased because I like the music a lot. Uh, genuinely, I think this movie grew on me a lot. I wouldn't call it, it, it's still a very flawed movie and ha, I would not consider it great by any means, but I think it's a very interesting and really well-made movie that I think I, I liken a lot to something like Avatar where it's very technically impressive. It has this amazing world and an amazing score. It has everything technically you could ever want from a movie. Uh, it just happens to have the most generic story with the most cookie-cutter characters known to man. Um, and your kind of decision if you're going to like this or dislike this kind of depends on how much you like the world. Because obviously the story is not going to do anything for you. The story is nothing. It is like a vanilla... It's a vanilla... Not even vanilla cake. It's like cake flavored with flour, butter, and milk. It is extremely boring. Um, but I I think that it's one of those movies that the, the the world is so interesting and the way it's made is so interesting that it makes it, it's not the worst thing. Um, I think it's still a very impressive movie that I was I've been really kind of wanting to rewatch. It's strangely it's strangely endearing, um, which I did not think I was going to say about a movie on this show ever. So I am genuinely impressed. Uh, David, what were your thoughts? Um, I, I mean, obviously, like, I wasn't particularly blown away by this movie. Um, I think definitely at first, the dialogue in the city took some getting used to. Oh, do tell. Um, it, it was just, like, kind of corny, like... <laughs> Like the first line, the grid. That, like, 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 no, not that. Like the first line that uh, the the main character guy when he's older oh, says, "Yeah, like that's a big door." 
Yeah. Like, I, like that was such a stupid. Oh, that's line. that gets to the core. I think that gets to the core of the biggest one of the biggest issues in the movie because apparently we're just gonna start with problems. I guess. Uh, is that the main character is awful? Like, not only is he ridiculously uninteresting, his acting is awful. Oh my god, he is yeah. a dull, lifeless husk of a human being. I don't know who <laughs> this guy is. I genuinely had not heard of him. He hasn't been in anything else. Yeah, it's funny because I thought he was when I first saw him. I said, I thought I said to myself, "I'm like, is that is that Hayden Christensen?" And I was like, "No, it's not Hayden <laughs> Christensen." Because I would have known if if Hayden Christensen was in Tron Legacy. But then I'm like, "Who is he?" And I looked into it, and he is just a not a huge actor. Like he is extremely uninteresting. And at first, I was like, "Oh, it's kind of like, kind of like um, the guy from Avatar. I forget his name now. Uh, Sam Worthington. Like he was kind of. He's not like a nothing actor. He's in a lot, but like he's also like not in a lot of big things aside from Avatar. But then I realized Sam Worthington is like at least trying in that movie. He's acting fine, even though he's very boring in Avatar. Like this guy is not trying. He is dead, lifeless, and extremely uninteresting. And his dialogue is awful because he's an awful character. <laughs> he's nothing." Um, he's just so bad. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think from that first line, it really like set the tone in my in my mind of like what this what this movie's gonna be. Which is weird because I don't uh, think that's true. I don't. I I am about how you're start defending the movie, but that's that's not really what the vibe of the movie is. Like that beginning part where he's like fighting. You know, he's like trying to rebel against his company. That's like been overtaken by people who are all money hungry who's betraying the father's you know philanthropic goals and all that and he's like f the system and he like jumps off the jumps off the roof and all that and his parachute mm -hmm. but that's not really what the movie's about at all and like the that's not even the vibe like the instant he gets to this other world it is no longer like oh man he's fighting he's fighting against a corrupt system it's well i guess it is but it's in a different context like it's it's all of like a futuristic like you know uh you know court like i guess i guess you could say a corrupt system but more so like fighting against like code and fighting against like the machine i guess the more i say it it sounds like a really dumb metaphor but it's kind of not i don't think it's a metaphor mm. <laughs> it's just a really it's it's a really weird way to begin the movie yeah no i mean i i agree like it that's what i thought the tone was gonna like be set as but it, it ended up not being that um i don't know um like, like kind of like you mentioned like the the whole like plot this movie is is very 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 basic mm -hmm. and i think like heavily relies on um the 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 watcher being uh kind of like encapsulated into the into the world uh, of tron and uh frankly i wish they went a, a bit more into into depth about like the lore and world of this movie and maybe that's just coming from my perspective like having not watched the original tron and only having watched right. this um i, I, I don't really have i wouldn't that. even really as someone who's seen tron one um i would not say that you watching that movie makes you like or dislike this one any more or less the original movie is it's noble but it's also extremely boring the original movie is it's one of those genres of movies that was came out in the 80s that was kind of like 
we think computers are the coolest thing in the world and just the idea of computers gets us gets us hard like that's kind of what the movie is like that and electric dreams and a couple other movies like that are like they are obsessed with the idea of the computer and what it could represent and it thinks that the idea of just being in a graphical setting is really cool so it spends a lot of time mugging in the camera and stuff it's it's an all right movie it's just very dated um so I think this movie definitely makes the world more interesting. Also because like that movie's, I don't remember how exactly it ends, but it, it isn't the same world that when they leave it as it is in this movie. So it's a very much like a, you know, what has happened since the original movie where it's changed a lot. Um, sure. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting because like, as a, if someone were a big fan of the original Tron, I feel like this isn't really a honorable sequel but what i think it does do is it takes the idea like the feeling of what tron was to that generation and brings it to ours like the idea of being enamored in a world that's like binary and code like but like you know doing it in a way where the technology is impressive and it's there are really cool scenes where you're like damn like that's such a only a movie like tron could do that but isn't like so horrifically dated and sad that it feels like it's like an old man showing off his you know his baseball card collection where you're like that's nice grandpa but like no one collects these anymore i don't know like it's a much it it definitely has a level of style that i think the original movie no longer has because the computer is much more modernized now and we don't really care um not to say the original i i i don't mean to shit on like old movies you know what i mean like um it's just a very dated movie i think this one definitely is flashier for a modern world um plus i just, sure i don't know i just think this i think this movie style is really cool <laughs> like just something about the vibe is very cool yeah sure um does it kind of give you i i haven't seen either of these movies i think you have seen both um does it does it kind of give you like a top gun maverick kind of feel <laughs> because it's from the director of Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Um, no, Top Gun Maverick, that movie is uh, interesting because it kind of. Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe it is a little bit. Because, like, what that movie does so well, what not Maverick does, is it, it takes that character and replicates, like, it kind of replicates his character's, like, his character's existence into the modern world where like his character was this kind of like rogue bad boy who did whatever he wanted and now it's like bringing him into the modern world it's like now he's a rogue bad boy does what he wanted but he's like no longer he no longer fits in because of that like he's not considered charming he's considered an outcast and like no one really sees him that way anymore and he's trying to reintroduce that into the era of like someone who's willing to take risks and break the rules it's it's an interesting kind of reintroduction to his character into a world that's moved on from him. So uh, I, I, Tron kind of does that, like it's a little connected to that. I actually, you know, it'd be an interesting it'd be an interesting article to read. Like if someone who has more like in depth knowledge of what makes Tron different from the original, I think could make a really interesting parallel. That's a good point. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, because it kind of it, it kind of gives that like it's a. The sequel that came out a decade later that, I don't know, is somewhat related. 
Yeah, yeah, it's I don't know. It's I wouldn't say that. I think you need you definitely need to have seen or you shouldn't say you need to have seen, but it helps a lot to have seen the original Top Gun before Top Gun Maverick. This you you don't need to have seen Tron one. Like it you get the idea that like it's a disgraced video game developer. Like you you kind of get that idea. Um no, they they do add to it in the sense that you get to know what happened with his ideas, but like it's not like watching that first movie is like, oh man, this is the key to figuring this one out. Like, it's not. Um, I, I don't even really, like, I like Tron 1, it's fine, but I don't really recommend you watch it because it's very slow and dull. Um, it's just one of those movies that is very technically savvy and that's it. Um, but, mm-hmm. Tron, but Tron Legacy, I would recommend. I think it's interesting. Um, now, we've talked about, uh, we've talked about uh, our boy, um, whatever his name is, the main character, Sam Flynn. Uh, let's move on to the other titular character. Well, it's not titular, but the title character, like the center character, uh, Jeff Bridges as the um, as the as the guy. As he's the dude, he, man. He's, he says man in every discussion, so you know he's the man. Um, so Jeff- wait, is he the main character of like? Yeah, of Tron One. It's the same actor. Okay. It's just you know he's younger. Um, mm-hmm. cause it came out in the eighties. But like, yeah, uh, it's the same guy, same character. So, what did you, what did you, what did you think of this character, my guy? Um, I mean, kind of just like the whole movie. It, he wasn't really anything remarkable. Um, I definitely thought he was better than the, like, whoever played the main character. Valid. Um. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. He wasn't particularly charming. Um I did think although I will I will give it props, I did think it was kind of cool with like the whole like thing with uh what was his name? Um like the the clone. Clue. The, yeah, yeah. What'd you think of what'd uh, you think of that? What'd you think of the CGI? <laughs> I didn't think it was bad actually. Like the whole CGI of the movie, like I actually, I, I thought. Oh no, no! It was uh, actually... I, I was in reference to the CGI of Clue's face more so than the CGI of everything else. I, I again, I, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was the worst. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. When's the movie come out? Two thousand twelve. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of like a sign of the times kind of thing like it, it's it's definitely a bit dated but i don't know yeah. it, it didn't really bother me it didn't bother me at all um i wanted to bring i, I like no please go ahead sorry <laughs> i like i like the cgi of of like the of the world i thought that oh, yeah. was it was actually pretty good um just like the score i thought it was a definitely a strong suit of the of the of the movie um i don't know it, it definitely like like the world it was like it's very open it's very like open world like nothing like it it didn't feel lived in it it felt very lifeless but like almost like purposefully lifeless you know like and it didn't really feel like a city at all Mm -hmm. um i I don't know it it just seemed very like barren but like i kind of feel like that's what they were going for i i kind of i kind of vibed with it but I don't know. It was, it was definitely very, very, very dead to me. Yeah. Um, it is a video game. It's not, it's not like it's a world. It's a, it's a video game. Right. 
Um, right. Yeah, and I, I assume that that's what they were going for with that. Yeah. Um. I agree. Um. Well, I, the reason I wanted to bring up uh his face is because I'm very torn on it. Because on the one hand, it's impressive that they did this, and I think it for what it is, I don't think it looks horrible. It doesn't look great, but it doesn't look horrible. What what bugs me about it is that you didn't need to do this. Like, like let's think about that character in the context of this world, right? He's a clone of the like of the main guy, and in this world, every character looks like a normal human being, right? But he's the one with the weird CGI face. So you're like, okay, that must mean it's trying to go for real life, right? Like it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be like, oh man, they see his face and they go, oh man, it's like supposed to be so real. It's like it looks like him. Well, mm-hmm. it kind of, I don't know, it doesn't look right. Like that, it still doesn't look realistic. If they were trying to go for like a real replicated face, they should have like just like done makeup or recast them, because like it still doesn't move and look right. So you're kind of like, okay, if I am going to believe this, I need to suspend disbelief and be like, okay, it's it doesn't look like him. So then part of me was like, okay, we need to rationalize this then. Let's look at, let's say it's like, oh, he's a video game, right? He's a clone, so maybe he's supposed to look like that. Well, no, because they de-age, they do de-age uh, Kurt Russell, uh, in a, or not Kurt Russell, Jesus, Jeff Bridges, in a couple of the flashback scenes. And he also looks like that. They both look the same. Like, they both look CGI mm-hmm. and weird. So it's not supposed to be, like, computer effects. It's It's a very strange, like... I don't see why they did it because they could have gotten around it very easily. Um, and as a result, I feel like it almost felt like a budget sink. Like you put all this money into making young Jeff Bridges when you really didn't need to. You could have just you could have just had a young version of him, or you could have just made, dyed his hair. Like he he does look old, but he doesn't look that old. Like. You could you could probably have CGI'd him a little or just, you know, done makeup. Uh, and it probably would have been cheaper. I wanted to share that because it just kind of confused me. Every time I saw his face, I was just like, this is weird. Like, you didn't need to do this. Um, kind of like C- kind of like modern Star Wars where they keep CGI-ing dead actors. It's like, you could do this or you could just not. Like, I don't really get why. Right. Like a flex of power. Um... But I agree. I think the world's really cool. I think the desolate vibe does add a lot. But like when you do get bits of like the the, the society that grows in this world, it's very like it's extremely lifeless. Like everyone is very deadpan. And when you go to like they go to this party and people are dancing, but like it's not like it, it. There's no point. Like every character in the movie is either out to hunt down like stragglers or they're npcs or they like work as like bounty hunters i guess there's a couple of like these guys who are like there to catch people who are like Mm. rogue rogue ai and then ai like it's extremely it's very formulaic i feel like in terms of like the way it's set up um and that's clearly a point like there's a system there's like this automated like uh there's this automated world and you have to fit in certain roles i think it's very interesting i mean it's not like deep like i want to acknowledge this isn't like deep but it's kind of cool like there's a certain vibe to this movie that's just very like this is what a computer world would be like, but it's very low key about it. I think it's very cool. Um, 
And I wanted to segue into a character that I think is my unexpected highlight of this movie. Um, Michael Sheen plays this character. He's like, he plays the character of Zeus. He's kind of the best actor in the movie. <laughs> like he's doing like a he looks like David Bowie if he was like yeah. if he was like one of the 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 white fairy from uh or not white fairy but like the white queen from uh, Alice in Wonderland live action one the one that Anne Hathaway plays. It's like they mix those two characters into one and he's kind of awesome. Like every line he delivers, he does it with so much gusto and like power. That you're like, okay, what is this character supposed to be in this world? And they establish he's like, he's like, was once like a freedom fighter for this like destroyed AI race, but like he's not anymore. And he's like sold his soul to the system. And I think it's interesting because he's kind of like, it's like he's, he is, he runs these clubs. He's basically the only thing keeping the AI people in check, basically. He's like, he's there to give them the feeling that they're, uh, in real life and feeling something when they're not like it's it's kind of interesting but he's also just like really funny like he every scene he's in he's in 10 he's in like 10 minutes in the movie he's barely in it but like he owns every single scene there's like a fight scene where, he, where he's just sitting there making noise and like reacting <laughs> to everything and he's just really yeah. owning it up and i'm like i don't even know who this guy is like i barely know him from movies and he's just out here stealing every scene he's in I'm like dude like right. save some save some acting chops for the rest of them jesus for the love of god give some to the main actor he, he's clearly he's not bringing anything it's so interesting for real did you did you have any interaction <laughs> to him like did you did you is he a standout to you or is it just me no he definitely he definitely was it was definitely um very refreshing to see his character. Um, I thought he was a bit out of place, but you know, honestly, I was I was glad to glad to see it because I don't know. It it brought life to a very lifeless world. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Um and I think when it took place in the movie, I think it was like much needed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I I'm glad his character existed in this movie. Um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I we're talking about all these things that are generally negative, and I agree a hundred percent. I think this movie is very flawed, but something about it, like just something about the way they did it, and the way that the way that they kind of carry themselves with this kind of like this is how this world works. It's like this death game of like regulation and like emotionless lifeless like dead eye kind of computer nightmare that i think was just kind of interesting like i I enjoyed learning more about it and then you kind of learn the emotional crux of it is that they discovered ai like non-human made ai and they were going to introduce it to the real world i think that's like a i've never heard of that before like I've never heard of the idea that there's a that the computer can have its own life forms in it that weren't mm-hmm. made by people, which I think is interesting. And I they don't explore it yet because obviously they were building up to a sequel, which by the way is coming out. Uh, they're doing a sequel coming out in 2025 with uh, Jared Leto of all people. But um, Daft Punk coming back, or we'll see. Oh, well, Daft Punk's separated now, so I, I guess not. But we'll see. But like, um. It's it's a very interesting idea 
and I don't know. I think I think it, it without getting like I'm not a huge tech person. I don't really know like ins and outs of techy stuff, but it does feel like a futuristic movie, and I think that's really cool, especially in an era where like sci-fi is so not interesting anymore. Like mm-hmm. you can have a million sci-fi movies with like a million different worlds, and they'll they'll talk you they'll like talk you through how everything works. I want to point out the creator as a recent example. I think the creator is a cool movie, but it's a movie with so many rules and so many weird changes that like it's not realistic because you're like, I don't get how this world works anymore and makes emotions really hard to connect to. This movie doesn't even try to pretend it has emotions in it. It's like it almost it's it's almost like an intentionally synthetic and like lifeless movie, but it's lifeless in a sense that like I don't know. It's it's lifeless because it's cool, and I think it replicates this kind of online persona of like you're replicating a world that you don't represent. I don't know. I, I can't truly explain why I like this movie. Um, I I might just be a fake fan. Maybe I'm just won over by the Daft Punk soundtrack. But like, I don't know. I was vibing with it. Um, I thought it was really cool. Um. Do you want to? Is there a certain point you wanted to bring up? Because I had another one I was going to bring up, but I want you to share something that you want to talk about. Um, no, go ahead. If I if I feel any chime in, I will. Well, I was I was talking about Cora real quick. Cora, sure. that's a good point. Yeah, Cora is a a very botched character. Like I already mentioned that the idea is very interesting that she's an AI, she's the last of her kind of an AI species that, you know, was not created by people. It just existed in the computer. Um, and she knows, I guess she's, she is fascinated with human life, which is, I guess, to be expected of this kind of thing. But like, I think Olivia Wilde kind of is really good. I think she, I think she owns that kind of curiosity really well. And I think she's giving a lot of effort into it which is maybe it's just because she was you know fil- uh, you know acting alongside the main character is a husk of a human being but like she had a lot of energy and but not like excessively energetic like she has a very composed mannerism to her that I, I think she i think she did a really good job selling it um but the twist that she was one of those ai people is got to be one of the most un in, the most unsurprising twists you could get like oh my god the instant they explained that story, it's like, oh, she's one of them. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, it was so, right. so un, unsurprising. And I would, I would argue that, like, every twist in this movie is really unsurprising. There's not that many. But, like, well, anytime they reveal some sort of surprise reveal, not only is it, like, extremely obvious, but, like, it's kind of like, why didn't you make this the, the hook? Like, I don't understand why, why they didn't start this off with the AI life thing and make that a big point. Or make the the, the fact that they kind of hid the reveal that that uh, that clue was looking that looked like his father. Like they hid that for a while too. Like, dude, right. you're not subtle. The instant they show a masked character and he's looking for his lost father, you're like, he's gonna be him. <laughs> Obviously, he's not the right. same character, but you knew it was gonna be him. It was. It's a very weird layout. Um, but I think Cora is interesting in concept, but missing in execution um god why are we talking so bad about this movie i was trying to explain why i liked it and now we're just talking shit about it every five seconds jesus <laughs> i'm bad at talking about things i like because i'm not used to talking about things i like on this show god um 
What did you think of the uh, the bikes? I thought they were cool. I wish I had to see a bit more of them. Because um, isn't like the whole point of the game is that you're using the bikes? Or well, kind of. It's it's four games. It's the bike game, the frisbee one. There's like a tank mini game, and then there's like this shooter thing where you're like shooting the cylinder thing. It's a weird game. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought the bikes were pretty cool. Um, I thought the CG uh, for that is is really good. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a ton to say about them. I thought like their design was pretty neat. Um, yeah, I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, I'm really cool too. I like the idea that the only way they can beat the AI is doing teamwork shit, which AI can't really, well, at that point, couldn't really replicate. I thought that was kind of cool. Right. Um, I liked the visuals, and I liked I liked that this movie kind of, keep in mind that the, the, this, the video game was very simplistic, so, like, the visual design of the bikes and the way it looks in the world was more or less designed by this movie. Because, like, the movie doesn't, no, the game doesn't really have much detail. So like everything, every detail that's oriented with this is all done by the movie. And so like, I don't know, I think that like you're watching these scenes and you're like, this is really cool and a really cool way to adapt this. Um, mm-hmm. same, same thing with the Frisbee throwing because the Frisbee throwing is part of the game, but it's also, it's not really that big a thing. Um, and it's nowhere near as elaborate as this. And I think they portrayed it really cool. Um, and I like how intense it is because it's literally one hit KO. Like it's like a like an old timey video game where like if you get hit once you die. So like I I liked how intense that was. Um, I think it was really cool. Um, yeah, it was just a really really cool setup and yeah, it was cool. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, yeah, like very yeah very like just a cool vibe. Jesus Christ, I need to figure out another good point. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, I um. Did, uh, do you want to talk about like the ending of the movie, real quick? You can if you'd like. Or what about the end? What did you What did you think? What did you what, what did you feel at the ending of this film, David? Um. I don't know. I thought like the bit of a spoilers, but I thought the the death of uh Jeff Bridges character was a bit it was a bit predictable because mm-hmm. he didn't come from a mile away. What's the name? Um right. Um but I don't know, I thought it was a, a solid end of the film. Um I don't know. The the, the movie it I don't know. Did did you feel like it was like a tribute to the game? Uh at all? Like No maybe like a little if you squint your eyes like maybe this scene could be seen as something like the final like that one mini game where you're fighting up the cylinder i guess mm-hmm. not really like the visual is really the only tribute where he's like getting you know piped up like that's from the movie though um the original movie so yeah it's, it's like yeah. i i don't i don't want to say it's like a a tribute to the game or anything but I, I don't know it it was it was neat um for some reason my first thought um like when they got back to like the the main character and 
uh, what, what's her face? Like, make go back to the real world. Um, for some reason, my first thought was like, she's not a registered person. She can't do anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, you're a buzzkill about it, so you had to ruin the fun. So thanks for that. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, well, um, she she can she can enjoy life in the shadows. Right. Um. But she got to see a sunset, though. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's true. Um. So I the first thing I want to note is that like obviously there's this movie has kind of a quite a bit of quite a bit of plot holes. The biggest which of being that like this world operates like it operates like a city and like a system with like rules when it wants and then other times it has no rules and just kind of operates how it likes there's a bunch Mm -hmm. of scenes that just kind of like for example the fact that the frisbees can one hit kill you but they don't seem to want to do that like there's many instances when they're fighting when like you could just one hit KO, ko kill them right now and it would save you a lot of trouble and you just never do like a lot in fact the final scene would have been kind of completely negated if one of them would just kill uh clue and i don't really get why they didn't um and they never acknowledged it they could really easily fix it just go hey when you're not in the ring the wing the rings don't work but they never do um it's just kind of weird um and then of course they never really give you a clear idea of i guess what clue was trying to do and you're like you get like the idea that oh you're trying to complete the mission and like do what they finished set out to do but like this idea of like oh we were going to go to the real world and invade i guess but like what was that going to look like what exactly was that like there's a lot of like a lot of stuff where it's like oh you're supposed to just like squint your eyes and not care but it's also like a very detail-oriented movie where like details like that matter so it's kind of very obvious that they god why am i talking to myself and not liking this anymore good lord um it's very clear that there's a level of like they talk they uh they want you to feel it not really think about it but then they want you to think about it and not really feel it so it's a little all over the place in that regard and the ending is a great example of that as when she comes to the real world like you said she's not a registered person what's she gonna do <laughs> besides her getting to see a sun's sunrise and basically being able to say that she was created from nothing almost jesus style um like there's really no meaning to this ending um and of course Flint, the biggest obvious thing being that sam Flynn not change as a person but like obviously he's a bad character so we've already established that but right um i think it's obviously setting up for a sequel, but then it didn't happen. It might um, they might continue where it left off in the new sequel, but I'm kind of thinking it won't. Um, I just don't know where they can go from right there. Yeah, I don't know. I will try to. I'll try to kind of like rationalize and accept. I think this movie is extremely flawed. I think it's a movie that was extremely overly thought out. Um, where it seems like they want to do everything and be the next big thing and ultimately they never really get good grasp on it and ultimately kind of fall flat in terms of making a story that feels epic and like tries to convey that that being said in my personal opinion i think there is a place for movies that this is gonna make me sound really hypocritical that do sacrifice having like a cohesive and interesting plot for just creating a world that rocks 
And I think that even when this movie sure. does fail in that regard, I think there is a level of like, but if you like this enough, you will forgive it mentality. And movies like Avatar, I know I keep picking that one example, but it's really the best example, um, are like that, where no matter what story they're telling you, as long as it makes the world feel real, and as long as it lets you, the audience, really be absorbed into this world, then it works. And depending on how much you like it, you're going to be willing to forgive it, you know? So mm-hmm. while it is flawed, it didn't bug me. And it's really easy to bug me, like with movie shit. So it's impressive to me that this movie could do so many weird things, like have all these really unresolved questions and inconsistent acting and a really stupid story, but still be really engaging and make me want to rewatch it. Like, that's bold. I don't know how they did it. Maybe it's just Daft Punk, but man, I really liked watching this. Um, and I, I, I will probably, maybe I'll retract my statement. Well, no, I can't retract my statement. That's the second best because we have no competition. But like, uh, I will. I won't consider this. I I still never did. I won't consider this a great movie. But I think it's a noble movie that I think deserves a cult following. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said that on the podcast either, but it deserves all yeah, no. any and all hype it gets for yeah, for just being as bold as it is. And applaud to Disney for giving them $170 million to create this world when there was no reason to believe it would make money. Like, there's no reason to think this was gonna be the hit, a hit that it was. But it but it it was good. So, you know, shout out to that. Um, any final thoughts, my man? Um, I don't think so. Um, I guess just move to questions. Heck yeah. David, uh, uh, this was your movie, so do you want to drop a couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so first obvious question, Connor, if you were to put in uh, The Rock and LeBron into this movie, how are you doing it? Uh, I love that this has become so routine now. It almost sounds like you're belabored. You're like, oh, of course, you got to put The Rock and LeBron in here somewhere. <laughs> Um, I think I would like to see LeBron and the, actually, I, I, let me, let me also throw in Kevin Hart. Cause I think what I would do is I want, Ooh, yeah. I want Kevin Hart to play Clue. Uh, actually, no, I want the rock to play. Clue. <laughs> I want the rock to play Clue, but I want, you know, that like goon that it worked with him. That was like super, like imp- wanted to impress him all the time. And he was like, you know, um, he was like, he, he did like that introductory thing where he's talking to the crowd. Oh, he's like, yeah, you know how good yeah, I did? Yeah. Did you see how good I did? Yeah, and then he like, yeah. he turned on Clue when Flynn came, or Sam Flynn came in. And then he like turned back the instant that Clue came in. Remember that guy? Yeah. I think that yeah. guy should be played by Kevin Hart. Because I think it would be yeah. very funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I think I want, if I want LeBron in this movie, I want him as like a Neo-esque character. I want him to be like, I need, he needs to be a new character, I think. He needs to be like a like a lone rider who exists in this world and has all the answers. Um, and he has like a visor. I think that would be very cool. Like I want like, uh, he, they're getting chased through like the, the empty lands. You know that, it's called the, it's called the, what's it called? The Sea of Something is what it's called. When they were driving in the car and going to the, yeah. going to the secret lair. Like, yeah. Um, 
I, they're going to be like getting chased in there. It's called the Sea of Simulation. Um, they're going to be driving through there, getting chased, and their car gets like hit, and they're like, "We can't move," and they're about to get like you know, caught by the bad guys. But then out of nowhere, a disc comes that's like you know yellow or something, maybe yellow and purple like the Lakers, and it like it hits <laughs> it hits like a couple, it kills those guards, and then the disc goes flying away, and they're like, "What's that?" And then this guy walks up in like all black cloaks. Obviously, it has to have glowing lights on it because all the clothes in this movie have lights on it. But like he has like this cool visor, and it's he's all themed to yellow and purple. And he like walks up and he's like, "What's going on here?" And Ooh. like uh, he's like, you know, he's like he has all the answers. He understands what the what the AI people were. Maybe he used to. Yeah. He wasn't. He's not an AI person, but he used to travel amongst them, and he learned all their secrets and stuff. Ooh. And he's the only one who can make sure Korra gets to the real world safely. And, like, I just think he'd be so cool. I, I don't know why LeBron needs to play him, but, like, I think LeBron <laughs> needs to play him is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. And he's, um, and he's like, obsessed with, like, he's obsessed with, <laughs> with, he's got, like, <laughs> he's got, like, uh, oh, God, starry, starry cranberry. And they're like, what's Starry Cranberry? And he's like, you'll learn soon. <laughs> <laughs> you like predicted Starry. I think that's, I think that's what's going to be the big draw of the movie. It's going to be like how that, Sim- that was... Simpsons is always predicting the future. Like that's going to be the big thing here. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh my God, they predicted Sprite Cranberry and Starry. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too good. That would be too good. I, I feel like if that was the case, the movie would like it'd be an instant classic. It would make a labrillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did Space Jam like not break a billion? Oh, nowhere near a billion. Jesus. <laughs> well, it came out during early twenty twenty one, so that was like you know like a little post COVID. Nothing was making a billion dollars at that point. But like right. no, it, it it tanked. It didn't do very well. Do you think if like Space Jam two came out like? This past year, it would have like broke a billion. Probably not. Like, do you think it would have been more profitable? Yeah, definitely more profitable. Um, but I mean, like, it was never going to be. It, there is a level. Like, I know it sounds like it's impossible, but there definitely is a level of like, if a movie is dog shit, it will not do as well. Like, I know it's not like it's not as common, obviously, because like Lion King twenty nineteen made a billion dollars. But like, yeah, it, there is a level of that. Like, if a movie is shit, people will sometimes not see it. And I think with the, I think with this movie because it was so transparently, not, sorry, not I shouldn't say this movie, Space Jam Two. I'm not talking about Tron. Um, Space Jam Two was so obviously bad and such a corporate monster that like it was just it was obviously not it was obviously gonna fail. Like there was no way it was not like people would see it and be drawn away from it be- just because of how obviously bad it is. Um, not like amazingly, obviously I think it would still make good money, but like it would be enough that it wouldn't break a billion in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tron three will break will be the first movie to make uh, a trillion dollars. So I'm looking forward to Tron three. Anyways, one more question. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you already mentioned that like this is your your second favorite mm-hmm. uh, movie that we've watched. But uh, what would what would elevate it to make it the number one? You think? 
Well, I mean, I've already I spent a lot of I, I spent a lot of this movie critiquing this movie. I, I want to make it. Yeah, clear, like, like if you're if you're change like one yeah. thing, like I think one big thing that could like elevate it to the next level. Honestly, it's it's simple, but I got to do it. We need to we need to get some Sam Flynn out of there. Sam Flynn is so boring and adds nothing to this movie. We need to change him first. If you're gonna, you could make this movie the exact same plot of him going to rescue his dad from the computer world, but just make Sam better, make him more engaging, make him more angry at his dad for leaving, but make him more charming. Maybe give him a bit more quirk, a bit more spunk. Like, make him like a Nathan Drake type. Make him make him like a kind of an asshole. Maybe when he enters this world, make him be more interested in like being able to profit off it, not like obnoxiously. Like I don't, I don't mean to make him seem like a like like a like you know a Marvel movie character where he's clipping jokes all the time because that's the last thing I want. But give him more like personality, give him charm, make it seem like he's like actually interested in how this world works, you know? Because like uh-huh. oh my, like they say he's like this tech genius, like he he dropped out of Caltech and all that, but like he seems to be genuinely uninterested in this world around him, like just make him more interesting and you got a better movie like even if the story is boring as hell at least like you have a character at the front who's trying and an actor who's putting something into it too because oh my god he is so bad um so yeah that's my core thing i'd fix Uh, what would you fix first yeah i definitely think um just changing the whole character of sam flynn i think would really uh, helps me a lot, but I, I've, I've been preaching this a lot, but just like going into more detail with the world and the lore, because I think they, they've got, they've got something going on there. And I think maybe in Tron three, they'll expand a bit more, but I, I definitely think, uh, cause, cause that's, that's kind of what they're, you know, one thing they're banking off of here. So if you can really just like buy into that, like, I, I think you could have like a half decent movie. Yeah, I agree. Well, I was kind of looking forward to talking about how much I like this movie, but it did change. Not bad. I still like this movie a lot. But yeah, I I think I needed to talk myself out of the of the luster. But I still think it's pretty good. Um I'm very pleased with this movie recommendation, David. Um next week will be a full lengther and then we'll go right back to Think Stink. I think I've got it picked out um it'll be another it'll be an interesting one um i don't know if it'll be good but it will definitely be interesting so uh that'll be after the next full lengther um check us out on instagram what's that smell underscore you thinking again for any updates on the show there was a bunch of technical issues at the beginning of this episode and i gotta go sort those all out that'll be fun but until then i have been connor and this has been david And thank you again for listening to yet another episode of the podcast that we humorously, but earnestly and lovingly entitled, David. What's that, man? You thinking again?